0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Hey, this is Dewey from Pure Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs, travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much. Um, It all costs money and I always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because I do have a day job as well. But having that support on the Patreon is definitely going to help bring more in-person interviews, more travel, more uh, updated uh, graphics, hosting, websites, all that stuff. So, um, And if you like the show, five dollars a month or ten dollars a month really helps out i know it's kind of a uh, an interesting thing with the patreon when something's already free Uh, but it is always going to be free but if you want to support the show a little bit more i'd absolutely appreciate it Uh, you can pay either five dollars or ten dollars a month we'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go Um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing. And I thank you so much. Hey, this is Doc Coyle, host of the X-Man podcast and part of the Jabberdraw Media podcast network. The X-Man podcast is where I talk to professionals in the music world and other creative industries about the challenges and transitions of leading monumental ventures. This podcast is for those passionate and driven 20 to 30 somethings at a crossroad trying to figure out what's next. Listen and subscribe at Jabberdrawmedia.com. going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with The Most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week's been a rough one, guys. Um, I lost my dad on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening. It's been a 12-day battle after open-heart surgery. Um, the doctor's finding out how poor of shape his organs were in once they got inside there. Um, it was his second open heart surgery, so they couldn't tell beforehand because of all the scar tissue, but once they got inside, they realized, you know, how bad his organs were. And, um, the first thing the surgeon said when he came out of the, the, out of the operating room to my mom was it'd probably be best if he went in the next four to six hours, which is something you don't really want to hear, uh, from your surgeon after a surgery, but that's where we were at. And that was, you know, 12 days ago. And well, more than that now, but on Sunday it was twelve days past and and he fought and he fought hard and um, Sunday, everything was fine in the morning. I headed home to Portland to be with my family for a little while as he was still recovering and I got a call when I got back to Portland from Seattle uh to come back so um anyways i've been I've been having a tough week there's been so many people that have reached out to Myself, my family, um, whether it be through Facebook, Instagram, email, telephone, just an incredible outpouring and and uh, you know to be honest, it still doesn't feel real. You know, it comes in waves, the pain comes in waves. you know I break down, then I'm fine, then I break down, then I'm fine again. Um, you know it's it's still settling in. Um, and I, I'm sitting here thinking about what to do. Um, the funeral's not until Friday and, you know, I want to put out an episode because my dad loved the show. He loved music. He loved what I do. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, he would want to be sitting on the couch where I'm sitting, listening to my show on his iPad, like he always did. And so I thought the best thing to do was to put out an episode. So I'm going to do that today. Um, you know, sorry for all the details in the beginning. I just, I need to get that off my chest and, and put it out there. I know a lot of, uh, listeners may not follow on social media and not know what's going on and why I've been offline for the last couple of weeks, but that's where I've been. And, and, uh, yeah. So speaking of people reaching out, um, one of my, my good friends, Yvette Young, uh, from Covet, you guys have heard her on the show before, and that's actually how we met uh, Monica at Speakeasy connected us to do an interview, and we hit it off. And and uh, talking to Yvette about Dad, and uh, you know, all he loved her music. Uh, once I turned him on to it, he he loved it. And they were actually, I think, in Seattle the day before. And and uh, I didn't know. And she reached out that they're going to be in Portland, and if I needed passes and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry to miss it, but I'm up here with my dad. And you know, she said, I wish I could have come and played for him, you know, while I was there or or something. And what a sweet, sweet person Yvette is. And the whole band, the whole band's just amazing people. And so I thought it fitting to, uh, this first episode after dad's passing uh, to release my part two conversation with Yvette Young, because he would have loved to hear that. And, um, uh, just, yeah, I, I think it's fitting. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me through this. You know, I I may do a tribute episode or something later down the line when I'm feeling a little feeling a little uh, more on top of things, a little more in my mind. Um, but I just wanted to put this out there and and get something out there to you guys as well. And you know, in Dad's in Dad's memory to to get another episode out and stay the course. You know, and not let it get too far behind because um, it's something he really enjoyed and is hilarious. He'd always Right, he tried to review the, the, he was in his 70s, he was trying to review the show on iTunes. I'd showed him a couple times. Cause he's like, man, I really want to put a review up there. And I was like, well, I can show you how. And he kept sending the review through the website, peerpleasurepodcast.com. He would send it. So I'd get an email notification that someone sent us a message. And it was from my dad, Big John. And he would write this huge review of the show and thought it went to iTunes. And when call called me up, he's like, Hey, did you see my review? It's like, Yeah, I got it in an email. He still couldn't figure it out. He never did. <laughs> but, anyways, Pops loved the show. He loved Covet. He loved Yvette. And I know you guys enjoyed that conversation with her, too. So, this part two is going to be fun. Uh, and I'm excited to get it out there. So, without further ado, guys, thank you so much for all the support and the emails. And I mean, keep them coming. It just really helps the family, helps me. Um, knowing you guys are out there. But without further ado, let's get into this conversation with my good friend Yvette Young from Coven. We're good to go. Awesome. Well. Well. Yvette Young, second time in the hot seat on the Pure Pleasure Podcast. Welcome once again.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Hope I don't screw this up.
1: Oh, man. Couldn't (laughs) be any worse, right? No.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. We'll see about that.
1: Yeah. Well, the cool part about this, so last time we interviewed, um, you guys were playing same venue, well, same building, Mm -hmm. smaller venue. Now you're playing the upstairs crystal ballroom. But last time I think it was before the set, and this time it was fresh after. So I got to watch what you do best, and then we get to talk right afterwards, which is awesome Hell because yeah. I'm coming off that right now. Like it was, it was awesome. Thank you. Very good. So, and we already had people come up and, and chat with you about the show, and <laughs> and uh, which we were talking about earlier. We were talking about that, like when people. Um, well, first off, something really funny happened while you were playing so there's a security guard he i don't know if he's standing out there he's got like dreadlocks and uh he was literally sitting in the chair b- <laughs> closing his eyes and just loving every second of the set Aww. but he was literally like having a religious experience like his eyes were kind of rolling back in his head and it wasn't like he's he falling asleep <laughs> i don't know but he was literally just like oh yeah like oh. i almost i took a couple quick videos of, of your set oh, okay. for instagram Oh shit! I almost moved the camera over, but I was like, "No, he's gonna Just open like his slow zoom." Like <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. I was just like, "Man," because I couldn't see the crowd. Cuz where I was backstage, I was right next to that. Ah, well, no, no one's gonna know what I'm talking about. But there's a there's a curtain, and it's right next to it. So I had a good view of you guys, but I couldn't see the crowd's reaction. So watching him. You know, because he's in between. He's a loader, I think, that's for the so venue. Funny. And he's literally just like, yes. And then the guy next to him was Bob, and his head. So everyone was into it.
2: Oh, I always there. like converting the staff. Like, they don't <laughs> really know what they're in for. Yeah. And then I always get a good... I, I feel good because they probably see a lot of bands go through. And they probably like, ah, like, been there, done that. Constantly. So it's probably like... I don't know. For me, it's promising when they're like, that was cool. Or like, I enjoyed that. Because I'm like, hey, you've seen a lot of shit.
1: Yeah. That's a good thing. If you can impress... <laughs> it's like going into a record store like across the street there's a record store and you go in there and you're asking for something you're all nervous because you think they're going to think you're an idiot or something mm-hmm. or, or hate what you're asking for but oh
2: my gosh yes
1: it's all it's yeah and portland's portland's crazy like that with with being very pretentious in a lot of ways but oh. especially guys at venues i worked at a venue for years and uh-huh. i was like who's playing tonight there's how many bands oh my god oh my you gosh you know like oh it's Mushroom Head and like seven other bands are like... <laughs> you or know what's it's funny
2: <laughs> is the name Mushroom Head has come up to me on this tour like more than five times.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, I don't
2: know what it is. How? I have no idea. Someone was telling me I, I've seen their posters places. Someone was making a Mushroom Head joke the other day. I had a student who um, toured with Mushroom Head and then <laughs> yeah, and then you just mentioned Mushroom Head right well, here. Well, there so, you go. I don't know. Maybe my li- everything in my life is is pushing me towards Mushroom Head.
1: Yeah. You should You should go there. You should go to Mushroom
2: I should join Mushroom Head. You should Head. join
1: Mushroom I should
2: quit COVID. What would your
1: mask be? Um, if you joined a band that wore masks, what would that be?
2: Oh, man. That's a flat-out
1: question. I don't ask questions on this show. Ooh. That's a flat-out question.
2: I think I'd find, like... I'd want to make it really brutal because I'm, like, not a very brutal person. Okay. So maybe, like, I'd find a bunch of roadkill and, like, glue <laughs> it to my face or something. <laughs> Or googly eyes. I would just spend. Okay, I got it. Every day before my set, I would have my TM. I'd I'd say TM, and then I'd hit a triangle, and then my TM would come <laughs> rushing over. And then I would have a bunch of your googly eyes would be on my rider. and there okay. would be like a an entire basin filled with googly eyes. And my TM <laughs> would just meticulously glue googly eyes over my face, actually over my entire body, okay. except my fingers because I need those. So. <laughs> So it's a process. It would take probably three or four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Like that's Kiss. Kiss takes two hours to put on their makeup. Really? And they do it themselves still. Man. After all these years.
2: DIY, right? Am that's I right? That's
1: crazy. That's an <laughs> insane mask. You should put googly guys on your fingernails anyways while yeah, you play. Yeah, maybe the just outside. just see how long it takes people to notice. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. It would be a certainly disorienting. <laughs> I would say I would go on stage and be like, "Hey guys, all eyes on me." There you <laughs> go. There you Ba-dum, go. Ch- and Ba-dum. then I'd start my set.
1: Tupac, where you at? You <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so that was a straight-up question. That's this yeah. is we're, we're gonna start this way. We're just gonna so,
2: talk about random
1: shit. Wh- well, yeah. What the hell? We, I love it. Before we we went super deep last time, and maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we covered a lot of ground last time. We talked for a long time. We were talking just before we started recording about, you asked me what my last meal would be, or death row meal. Oh,
2: yeah. Death row meal.
1: uh, Yeah. I said a chicken chicken fried fried steak. steak. And you said what? Mussels? Uh,
2: Maybe garlic white wine mussels, because fancy, or like a nice cheese and olive platter, because also fancy. I just, I like it. Or like really good fruit. I like fruit.
1: Okay. You like fruit good enough to be a last meal.
2: Yeah. Maybe I I don't want it to be very heavy. You don't want to die full. I think when you die, don't you like like I'm sorry to be.
1: Shit your pants. Yeah, you evacuate your bowels as
2: <laughs> as politely as I could say you evacuate them. Um, so <laughs> I don't want something gnarly. You, you don't want to make it fun no. right, for the okay no. or interesting like. <laughs>
1: it's just your. Something revenge. super spicy. <laughs> Terrible. And your last words could be, "Did that come out wrong?"
2: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: or, or do you know who the fuck I am? That <laughs> oh, be your last Do you know who words. I am? That's horrible. Yeah. Do you know who I am?
2: <laughs>
1: Google me. Google me. That's. Oh, if a- I
2: ever say that, please just end me.
1: Oh god. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We okay? So this is this is awesome because <laughs> so many random things. We so when I came in. Saw you at the van. We went inside. We talked about all kinds of crazy stuff. One thing I wanted to talk about uh, was we were talking about the code, which I mentioned, which I don't think David uh, had heard before. We were Mm -hmm. talking about getting introduced to someone super famous or or, uh, put in front of someone super famous or, or in your case, possibly getting a contact information for someone really famous Mm -hmm. and how to proceed. Um, But I wanted to tie that into... With what you're doing now, and you guys are getting bigger and bigger, every show's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, we're it seems really like tour. Eating
2: too much junk food on the road, you know, or yeah. just expanding.
1: But like inside. when someone comes when someone comes up to you, like earlier, someone came up to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You act so genuine because you are. And it speaks to your character. And that's something that I've always since I've known you, at least and followed the band, admired is that character. Like you can tell you love what you're doing. You can tell you, you appreciate when someone comes up and gives you a compliment um, or tells you, you know, something you did, you know, help them out, change them, whatever, especially with that last episode we did so many emails and you got comments on it. And I
2: yeah, mean, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Isn't it weird that, you, so where you are now, you can do something and it influences all kinds of people and you have kind of a, a big, a big following and a, and a, and a strong voice, you know, in music and uh, in art in general, but I find that fascinating. Does that, between the last chat and now, do you feel any differently towards that stuff? Like, do you do you? You've probably had some weird things happen or some interesting things happen, but uh, like, how how has that changed for you? When when the shows get bigger, tours get bigger, more people and more people are coming to you with either genuine things or non-genuine things. I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You can kind of tell the difference. Someone that just wants to talk to you because of what you do, Mm -hmm. or someone that just wants to, you know, talk to you. Yeah. How do you differentiate between that? With, I asked you like 17 questions there. But like, you can tell the difference when someone wants to talk to you because you're Yvette Young from Covet, and someone that wants to talk to you at a Starbucks. Yeah. You know, because they think you're interesting or something like that. Like, is that a weird, I ask people this a lot because it's, it's a weird thing to, be in a room with a bunch of people that know who you are, but you don't know them. Yeah. So they have that advantage. Yeah. And how you how you navigate that situation?
2: Well, okay. So I'll divide this answer into two sections. I'm just telling you this so I can outline my sure. thought out response. Sure. Um, the first the first question, what I gathered was, um, what has changed between the last time we spoke mm-hmm. and this time, and after like you know growing and doing more touring and meeting more people and having just like more things happen. So there's that. And then the second question is, how do I differentiate? How do I, like, navigate this weird world where some people talk to me as, like, an artist that they, like, see on the internet? And then some people, talk, like, talk to me just because they want to, like, talk to me, you know? Yeah. Like, um, hey,
1: nice shirt at a Starbucks or something. Yeah. Like, where'd you get the? Where'd you get those shoes? Or, yeah. Like, we were talking about the socks earlier. Like, hey, cool yeah. socks. You know? Like, something like that where it's just small talk, but they have no idea what you do. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the first question... Um, The first part of that, I will say, um, one thing that's changed for me, okay, first of all, I'm just constantly astounded, and, like, I feel like my brain can't keep up with, like, how my life is progressing, um, sometimes I feel like I'm still garage band event. like, I'm still, like, hey, guys, let's play in a freaking garage bar show this week, you know, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's, like, I feel like I never progressed from that, just because it's, like, everything is so fast-paced, and... Um I'm with my friends and we're all from like such humble beginnings. Like all of us are just like people who wanted to do music or like were interested in music, didn't ever dream of doing it professionally, maybe hope for it, but like never like thought it was possible and we're all just like here on this wild adventure. Like it's it's we I was just talking to this with my band talking about this with my band yesterday. Like it seems like all of our heroes and all of our peers that we like were oh, sorry, all of our heroes and everyone that we like worshipped or thought was like this untouchable person when we were in high school, we're like pretty much with now or like even friends and like they'll come out to shows and we, we have these friends that we take we put on the guest list for shows and we act all cool around them but then when they leave we're like ah, can you believe he was just here like we're like you know high fiving we're being dorks about it and yeah. like god forbid these people ever see or know yeah. <laughs> but like literally we'll like group hug and be like dude that was so cool like
1: in the, in the whole ride back to wherever the yeah, next show is
2: we're like oh, like god. elated we're just like I and then I've, I've had some of my heroes like follow me on twitter and stuff and for me i'm like social media is like stupid blah blah, blah. you know like mm-hmm. but oh my gosh when your hero notices you on the internet or like cares enough to like give you a follow, you're just like what the hell like <laughs> i will be writing that high for the re- like they don't know how good that makes me feel just because like yeah i i have like i have idols i have people i'm just like wow like I, I freaking adore everything. I have this platonic appreciation and love mm-hmm. for this, this person and what they stand for in art. And, like, I aspire to be, like, an iota um, as good as them. You know, like, just, yeah, these crazy thoughts. And it's, like, for me, it's it's insane to think, like, some people could possibly even think about us that way. I'm, like, mm-hmm. no way. Like, we're fucking plebs. <laughs> like, don't, don't even think of us that way. But, plebs. like, you know, people come up and they, like, they're so nervous, you know, they yeah. can't even press the camera button. sometimes. I think it's so endearing and cute. But like, yeah, to me, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, that's so wild. And so I'm constantly trying to process like I, I don't ever want to get used to it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I feel like when you get used to it, that's when you stop being grateful. That's when you become cynical and bitter and jaded. And I feel like every single time I tour, like some people are like another day, another tour. Right. Am I right? Like everything's the same, blah, blah, blah. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't feel that way. Like, I've done a couple of tours. I've been at this for, maybe like, three years now. Um, and before that, I've been playing music for longer. I feel like every tour I, like, learn so much more about myself I develop better communication skills people skills organizational skills um, interpersonal things I learn how to navigate this tricky industry where sometimes people don't have the best intentions I learn oh, how to yeah. read people more I used to be so naive I used to be like everyone is my friend yeah <laughs> now I'm just like no that guy wants something or like yeah. maybe I shouldn't tell this guy too much because then he's going to use this again you know it's, yeah. like, it's like Game of Thrones Like, you, you can know, spot like, it now yeah so you don't know who your allies, allies are but at the same time, it's a, it's a really, it's a big community, but it's also a small community And that, like, if someone's shitty, that word also travels, so yeah. it's, like, you got to know which friends to befriend and who's, like, who to be careful around. Yeah. Usually people kind of, like, out themselves after a while, because word gets around. But, sure. um, yeah, that's been a huge learning experience to me, just to, like, read people better and, yeah, be a better communicator. It's so humbling. Sometimes it's, like, oh, my gosh, like, this could have been so much better if I had just, like, you know... Said this or like done this in advance so it's like every tour is a learning experience um and I love meeting people like I love one thing I've been doing on tour is giving guitar lessons Mm -hmm. and um I love that because sometimes like it takes me out of my own head first of all being a teacher is a a freaking beautiful thing because um as I think I mentioned to you last, mm-hmm. on the last podcast, I teach art. Yeah, yeah. So teaching music is another thing where it's like it forces me to confront my inadequacies and in like places where I don't really have a justification for why I do this or a rationale for why I think this way. And I have to verbally convey it to someone. I have this like weird language in my head about how I go about composing songs, but like... Being forced to have to explain that weird language to someone, like it really makes you dissect it to like the nitty gritty parts and it's been a great learning experience there. And also hearing some of my students like the things they write, I'm just like so inspired. Like I've been doing a lot of songwriting sessions on this tour. Uh-huh. Those are my favorite kind of lesson because we get to take something where they're stuck and they don't know where to go. And we just play around with we just play around with I'm like, what do you hear? Like sing something, use your voice. Like your voice is your first instrument. So mm-hmm we've been doing that. And then I get like emails or like texts from my students like, Hey, I finished the song because of our thing. So that makes me feel so good. And it's like, for me, I'm just like, wow, this person is so talented. Like it also makes me realize like it, it it really is ability, but also it's being at the right place at the right time. Like I meet so many talented people on the road Mm -hmm. and it's like, I really have so much love and appreciation for what they do, but they just don't have the social media going or maybe they just don't care for it Mm -hmm. maybe they don't they are very shy debilitatingly shy which I can relate to yeah maybe you know even like your economic background takes a huge role like some people don't have the money to like you know travel or like buy gear you know so it's like all these factors go into it so for me to think one moment that I got here just because of skill alone, like that's kind of naive. And I feel like, yes, it is skill, but also there's like so many other factors. It is luck, mm-hmm. and it also is having like a certain personality trait, I suppose. Sure. Um, being pleasant, being nice, um, and being smart, I suppose, being able to read people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just been such a cool, humbling experience. And every tour, I meet new people, and I hear about their life. And I'm just, like, amazed. I'm just, like, wow. Like, I'm inspired, too. I'm just, like, wow, I want to live a life like you. You know, like, you've got your apartment decked out. Like, I teach in people's apartments sometimes before the show. I'm, like, your apartment is filled with, like, so much great art. Like, I want to go home and fill my room with great (laughs) art. And they'll tell me about their hobbies and stuff. And I I feel like I get a glimpse outside of my bubble. Like, I'm in such a music bubble. I'm, like, you build motorcycles for a living? You do printing like screen printing for a living like wow mm-hmm. like I get to learn about all these other worlds out there too um sorry I've been rambling I just, no that's fascinating I'm because very... I
1: uh, this is an interesting idea have you run into I mean that's kind of nowadays almost sounds dangerous sometimes to do that like it, when you show up at someone's place or something like that and yeah have you, have you had something happen where not I, not specifically I guess but where you got either creeped out or, like, a like a vibe like, oh, these people didn't necessarily... Like, they just wanted to hang out or... Yeah. Like, has that happened to you yet with this it, kind of thing or has it been pretty genuine?
2: It's tricky. Um, it kind of ties into the second part of, like, how do I navigate yeah. people yeah. who want to talk to me versus people who want to talk to, like, they've had on the internet or, like, want weird... Some- want something out of me. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, being a female, too. I mean, it just seems almost kind of risky as far as
2: yeah okay so to answer the creepy question yes i've encountered people who who have maybe no one has ever had malicious intentions but i have felt uncomfortable around people just because the way they stared at me or the uh-huh. way they were like trembling or breathing heavily like it just made me feel oh, no. a little weird yeah. but i think i would have felt less weird of people were around i've learned to like always tell my tm where i am yeah. and i like if i feel st- weird at all like i will just, I'm just a text away, you know? Yeah. Um, But so far, everyone's been really pleasant and respectful. I've only had one instance where I felt a little unsafe, but he didn't try anything weird. Like, it was just, like, I kind of felt a little bit put off by, Mm -hmm. like, his body language. Sure. And that's just maybe my spidey sense, like, oh, this guy will... Maybe lock me in a basement yeah. and wear my Turn skin. Turn you
1: into a mask for Mushroom yeah. Head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It oh, all circles around. What a great around. fate,
2: though, man. Yeah. What a great fate. Yeah. Uh, he's got
1: muscles cooking, and he's yeah, like, all right, we're, we're going to enjoy Mushroom Head together <laughs> forever.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to probably encounter more of that. I just have to be more careful. Um, yeah. Vetting people. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, That's. Yeah. Tying to our question earlier, also mm-hmm. about, like, the, like how to read people and how to like navigate that weird world where some people want something. Um, I remember, you know, I started feeling pretty jaded, like doing this as a living. I don't know how many people can relate to this, but for me personally, I found that keeping friendships and making friends is actually really hard these days Mm -hmm. due to multiple factors. Number one, you're never in the same place. So I have a bunch of internet friends, but it's not like I see them. I want to go home. I have a bunch of friends who I really love and care about, but I just don't really get to see them because when I'm home, I just want to be alone, you know, because I get a week home max and, uh, yeah, I rarely get to see these people. So then we kind of inevitably drift apart and I feel like a bad friend because I don't really get to see what they're doing on the internet that Mm -hmm. much. I'm like, so I just post and leave. I never really like linger on social media.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And I just feel kind of like lonely and alienated a lot of times. Like, I feel so lonely actually, just because, um, you know, the only people in my lives are people who do music and my bandmates. And I love my bandmates so much, but sometimes I crave like a little bit of diversity. Um, And that's why i really like going to students houses or like talking with my students sometimes asking Mm -hmm. about their life because i get to like get the slice of something else sure you know some of my students aren't musicians they're like engineers or they like are doctors or um you know uh coaches for sports and i'm just like whoa like tell me about your life yeah and it's it's really cool one thing i i've been really scared of is uh Kind of like stagnating or just becoming too enclosed in my own bubble of music, and mm-hmm. when I've also felt like since college I've stopped learning new things. Um, I'm just surrounded by music and. I really would like to keep myself in check with that because I think one of the things, one of the goals for myself is I'd like to be well-rounded, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you're constantly around like one thing, it's really difficult to have conversations about other things you like learn, and it's also really easy to develop an ego because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'm at the top of my game right now. But then, yo, like in the grand scheme of things, there's so many people killing it who are like better than you who are like hustle more than you, who yeah. like have way more experience in the world with you. So yeah. than you, sorry. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that's one thing I've thought about. And then I remember I also, in addition to feeling lonely, I've also felt pretty jaded sometimes because I'm like, like, this person only is talking to me because they want me to, like, advertise this or they want to, like, use this for this. And I remember I actually had a really great conversation with um, – I was – I was just hanging out with Willow Smith one day and like she was like we were talk I asked her I was like that's crazy that you came out to like just hang out with me yeah like that's insane. aren't you scared that like I don't know, you don't really know me like you don't really know me too well you just know me from the internet mm-hmm. and like you know I can't believe you're here <laughs> like you pick me <laughs> up and stuff like that's wild you must encounter so many people who want something from you you know yeah and I asked her how she deals with that and her answer like stunned me. she's like, I mean, that may be true, but I don't like to think like that because it makes you into like a negative person. And I just don't like to view people that that way. If I can mm-hmm. help someone, I'll help someone. And I was just like, wow, like that. That's great. Yeah. Like I f-
1: It's graceful. It is graceful. And it's mm-hmm. like so
2: like thoughtful and like um, she has a good head on her shoulders, yep. you know, despite It's simple. Everything. It's logical.
1: It's, yeah. It's
2: And it got me thinking like yeah it is all about like your mentality going through this because it's like it's easy to get cynical and jaded and be like oh like i'm not gonna make any new friends or anything because everyone just wants something so Mm -hmm. but then i think you stop yourself from growing and i think like you stop yourself from having a lot of really valuable experiences
0: yeah
2: of course you gotta take it with a grain of salt you're not you shouldn't befriend someone who's gonna like skin (laughs) you and lock you in the basement and force you to have their kids or something yeah you know like you have to still vet people, I think. But I don't know. Just her advice really stuck with me.
1: That's interesting. That's really interesting. Because, I mean, it seems like a simple simple idea, yeah. you know? Like, almost logic's that way sometimes when it's just it's it's all around and you're not seeing it, and then all of a sudden it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Like, wow, that was easy, you know? Like, it, it was that simple to think about things that way. And I'm sure she probably didn't come to it that easy either. But over time, developed yeah. that. I mean, so, like, Tying in, tying a bow on this this subject, but uh, going through that, where you're you go from, you know, you've had on the internet, you've had you know growing up, you've had you've on the internet, now you've had you know covet touring, all that stuff, people everywhere, to someone with uh, depression and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. that's gotta also feel a lot different too. Like when you when you feel like you said you feel really lonely, uh, you know, stuff with like self esteem, things like that. And then all of a sudden, people are like, you're the greatest thing I've ever seen. You're, you know, like, everything you do is magic. That's got to be a mind fuck.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: like, how, how do you... I guess you wouldn't know the difference on how someone without depression or or those issues would process that. Because you've only processed it how you processed it. But do you think it... Yeah. Do you think it adds another factor there? Or do you think it's easier to, to deal with because you've dealt with the... The dark, dark, and now the really good. You know what I mean? Where you've had both extremes. That makes sense. Yeah,
2: I think ultimately, I think one thing that's kept me level-headed through all this is I'm my own final judge. Like, Mm -hmm. I always, you know, it's like reading comments or something. Like, negative comments, positive comments, they're there but ultimately i shouldn't take any of them into consideration in creating my art mm-hmm. because i think for me my art is sacred for me it's it's been the reason i kept a, i'm alive you know like yeah. if i didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. music and art i would not be alive today just because of what we talked about in the yeah. last episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and for me if i ever let anyone else everyone anyone else's voice contaminate that for me it takes away my power it takes my control away from from it and like what makes me feel so good about making music art and creating is that it's something I get to control for myself and the only rationale I ever need for a decision I make is because I want to do it and Mm -hmm. I like it and if I start considering what other people want or what other people think too much this applies to negative things but even positive things like oh keep doing that because like you know I think it might stunt my growth, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it might force me to stop making art for myself and start pandering or catering to people too much. And maybe that is why I will stay, like, not mainstream forever and and always be not rich. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not going to bend to that. I mean, there's no shame in that either. Like, I totally understand why someone would want to, like, profit off of their art and stuff. But my dream is to not have to compromise that too much, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if someone gives me a lot of positive feedback it might like it might give me an ego and I'm like super scared of that so I'm always like thank you but at the end of the day it's like do I like it am I proud of it Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know I think that's also how you keep happy because I know some people who are in this industry who really really care about the validation in the comments and they're like constantly nervous when they release stuff because they're like oh I hope everyone likes it Uh, but for me I'm just like a you know drop and go i'm like here i made this moving on to the next thing yeah not gonna dwell on it not gonna read the comments people are dicks anyway <laughs> so yeah you know
1: i respect that not reading the comments because that could be tempting oh yeah and, so like a long van ride yeah or you got a hotel room to yourself it's like okay 782 comments on this video i made of a guitar riff like Oh Like it's yeah. gotta be tempting to read the comments. Yeah, it'd be
2: one thing if they were like insightful, but I feel like more com most comments are like, like, does a gent show me your boobs, like you know <laughs> stuff like that. You, it's not very. It doesn't yeah. really add much to surface, <laughs> surface level. There. Yeah, or like you know, I wish they'd out a singer, like stuff like that. So it's it's like at the end of the day, cool, but we're not writing music for you, dude. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second because you do sing. You do sing on the on on <laughs> your your uh your solo stuff, and it's awesome. Like I were you, are, you guys probably won't add add vocals to Covet, probably ever.
2: Actually, our next release. Okay, oh, here we go. Of, okay, a couple of indie songs, or I think I'm just exper- experimenting with light vocals. Like, I think I want to do it because I really hear them there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not like forcing them there. It's like for me, yeah. it's a necessity. Like when I wrote this riff, I'm just like, oh my God, like there's a vocal line that just needs to be there. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I'm including it. But okay. it's not like we're going to be like shooting out like rap sections or like screams <laughs> or something. You know what I'm saying? Just like very light vocals.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's... Um, that's See, when I listen to your solo stuff too, I mean, the fact that you're so multi-talented with so many different... It seems like you could do anything. Like it's... And I'm not saying that in a in a uh, in a way I guess. I just I'm I'm blown away when I listen. So like we we met last time we did the, the show. Got your music from Monica. Like this band's great. Then we started talking about uh, a little bit about you doing solo stuff and like mm-hmm. acoustic things and stuff like that. So afterwards of course I got on Spotify and I started listening to it. And I was like the sound guy up there. I was just like kinda closed my eyes and I was you Aww. know, when I was done driving. Closed my <laughs> eyes and just kind of let it go you know and then i showed my wife and i was like man you you got to hear this like this girl can do everything it's oh, insane very nice. and she's listening so she she i showed her i think um one or two videos before our last interview i was like this is who i'm interviewing you know you gotta check this out she's like gosh she's great i was like put on the piano stuff and let her listen to that she's like who is that i was like it's yvette <laughs> like, what like And I was like, because <laughs> she listens to the podcast when she runs. She's a marathon runner. So wow. she has a lot of time to listen. Uh-huh. And so she got familiar with, you know, what you do through that. And then so she's like, she was talking about being a, a classical pianist and how that all ties into your story. But it's just fascinating how many, it, I mean, it's it's gorgeous stuff. And then you'll post those videos just watching you play. The piano is absolutely insane. Just I'm just watching your, your hands like... You know, because you watch movies and you watch, you know, of great players and stuff like that, and they never show their hands or anything else like what they're doing. Yeah. But being able to watch and see, what you're, you're very open with what you do. Like you, there's no smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's just genuine stuff, and it's to me, it's great. You know, I love, I love watching it all and listening to the music. But then, yeah, like I was saying, with the vocals, like I think it would fit really well. You know, where it's where it's needed. You know, yeah. I'm glad you're open to that and, and working on that because. I had no idea until I heard, heard that. I was like, sings too. Okay, <laughs> there we go. What else, you yeah. know? What else?
2: I never want to close myself up to, like, possibility. Yeah. I think, like, for me, it's all about, like, what does this music need? And if it needs some, like, vocals mm-hmm. to carry it or, like, to make it more memorable, like, I'll happily include it. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I like what you said about no smoke and mirrors. I, I really like being transparent mm-hmm. because it makes me, like... It kind of takes a lot of pressure off me to be perfect all the time, because then I can show people like, look, it's nothing complicated. Okay, it is, sometimes it's complicated, but like, <laughs> it's not like, you know, you can do this too. Like, it's, I'm. This is just how I work. Um, I don't have anything special. I don't have anything expensive. I'm, mm-hmm. My guitars are nice, but like, you sure. know, you could do this with a simple guitar too. Mm-hmm. And like, I like posting my riffs. I like posting my riffs, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just. Um, showing people my songwriting progress and yeah. stuff, and then, yeah, I think it. I think a lot of people like that transparency because it makes them feel like, you know, they can, they can relate to it. They can do it too. Sure. Um, yeah, for me, it's all about just like being real. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it is it's something that is to be respected. You know what I mean? And it it takes, like you said, it takes the pressure off. If people know what's what to expect, you know, and you can always tell, people are waiting for those riffs like. I, I almost see, because like you always, like, you can see it when you, like, start laughing or whatever. If you make a mistake or something, it's like, oh, she is human, you know? Like, yeah. And you can tell people are just waiting, like, oh, she's going to pull it off. She's going to pull it off. Bam. You can eat that. Yeah. It, like, even tonight, like, there's these little, like, slingshot moments where you could just kind of feel the tension. Like, here it comes.
2: Oh, yeah, like, it. Nailed it. Oh, Boom. Yeah. I feel yeah. it, too. And you feel them scream. Before I go, like, when my band cuts out and it's just me, I'm just like... Yeah. I, I even, like, flinch sometimes. I'm just like, Oh I I was did watching. It.
1: You got, like, the toe pop, and then it's just like, okay, the here it comes. Pop. Yeah, just, like, right right up there. And then you watch the body language of everybody. Like, And, and uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's having such a good time. But uh, you can feel it. It's like, oh, here it comes. And I think I get that from C's because I follow you on Instagram. So uh-huh. you post, like, if you'll reshare, like, people just, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Like, yeah. those kind of things are, like
0: oh my god here it is
2: yeah. you
1: know so i always see those moments and i know where they are and yeah. so it was yeah tonight it was like oh, man. oh here it comes here it comes. oh nailed it it okay. is
2: kind of like a sport like watching ice skating or something you're like is she gonna nail the triple lutz <laughs> like yeah she did it like
1: <laughs> man yeah that's that was that was one of the funnest parts of tonight was waiting for those moments because i knew it i knew it this time i got to see the whole set so oh man so you're heading home. I wanted to ask you this too because you guys are from San San Jose. San Jose, yes. I thought it was Santa Cruz for some reason. Did you? I'm trying to think time-wise here. There's a band called The Pilot's Wife. Did you know of that band in San Jose?
2: It sounds really familiar. I think I've seen them on a flyer.
1: Okay, there was a there. We we played shows through San Jose, and this band was amazing, and. Uh, yeah, it was. I ended up managing them for a little while, wow. and because uh, I, I thought they were great. And Greg, the singer, was uh, just fantastic. He was one of those like charismatic dudes. Had no shoes on and was just belting out these amazing uh, lyrics, and his voice was just grabbed you. And so when I thought of that, I, I didn't know if you guys m- maybe knew each other or anything like that, or played shows with them or anything. But it was mid- like 2007 to 2010. So yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago. Mm. That doesn't. That well, doesn't
2: I make mean, any sense. I, if they're playing shows, I'll go check them out. Yeah, they're not to,
1: now. They're they're oh, done wow. now. But he's he's got a band called Speak Too Shallow. Speaks Too Shallow or Speak Too Shallow. Mm. Anyways, I think they still live in in San Jose. But we played like a dance studio. We, mirrors everywhere. It was.
2: Whoa. Weird. It was. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> you could watch yourself from every angle. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Well, so let's talk touring because you guys you, the touring's been getting bigger you've been playing with some some bigger bands and doing some awesome stuff is there anything you've learned the last you know anything specific you've learned that, that really sticks out to you you've learned from touring you're talking about you know finding out more about yourself and who you are mm-hmm. and, and what you're capable of doing and, and your bandmates as well is there anything that stands out over the last year that, that you know really is profound with you
2: um, well I think one thing I've learned is Well, definitely the interpersonal stuff I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. like communication, Mm -hmm. organization, all of that. Those are really useful skills Mm because at the end of the day, it's kind of like you run a business, right? And um, your business for everyone to work together, you have to like be on the same page constantly. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reconciling creative differences and stuff. Like to be able to like kind of put your ego down sometimes and be like, all right, like we'll try this out. And, like audition this idea maybe I'm not crazy about it but like we'll work together to like make we do this a lot during music videos like we usually in a music video like I'll come up with like the main concept since I mm-hmm. since I write the song like usually I'll have a strong idea of like what I want aesthetically yeah and then we'll all like contribute ideas to it so at the end when we're editing we all sit down with the guy Tom um, uh, what's his name Tom Flynn he okay. uh, he does our videos he's great he's done um, all of them We love working with him because we literally sit down with him at the uh at the computer and he does the editing we're like oh no we want this shot okay this shot should be forest oh no this shot should be david so we'll all like kind of decide whose shot goes in where and like how we want this timeline to pan out mm-hmm. and it's a collaborative thing and i love that because at the end we sit back and we're like so proud and tom works so fast and i have an air horn ready whenever he does anything sick i'm just like bow, bow, bow. like you know it's like a really <laughs> funny process <laughs> like yeah it's um so that's like one thing I've learned is how to work as a team and how to communicate. Mm-hmm. All that. Also like how to respect each other's space. On tour, mental health is really important. So yeah. sometimes if people need to like take time for themselves or like really learning each other like what we need when we're down, when we're not mm-hmm. feeling the best. Being able to communicate that and like Read people's body language, you know. We're yeah. all really sensitive people in the van, so I think we do a pretty good job of like learning each other yeah. and like taking time for ourselves and communicating that too.
1: How do you do that in the van? With a, I mean, I know how we did it, but how do you guys do it in the van? When you uh, you showed me your your spot, like yeah. your cocoon right in the van, we so all, that seat, like yeah, like this is my area. This is where yeah. I this is where I live. I'm it's a such a small of, spot.
2: Yeah, I'm a creature of habit, so I always just take like the small. Nook, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like there, like a weird animal, just like (laughs) perched in the corner. I don't need a lot of space, I'm the tiniest one, so yeah. Um, I think we all check in on each other in the van. And one thing about TAR is if there's any bad energy or you know, bad vibes, I use that as a joke, but Mm -hmm. like if there's any bad vibes, (laughs) um. You can't hide that shit, like everyone's gonna know. Yeah. And so one thing is we don't have secrets on tour. Like if you're going through something bad, like everyone talks, like everyone is involved. Really? Yeah, because otherwise there's so much room for misinterpretation and also displacing your frustration or anger or annoyance. Like sometimes if something's going wrong and there's something bad, like it's hard to not take it out in your communication with mm-hmm. other people, especially mm-hmm. if you're stuck in a small space. Yeah. You know it's hard to hide your pain. So if any, if everyone, you don't have to go into detail, but like if everyone just kind of says like, "Hey, this happened. I'm not feeling too great," or even just, "I'm not feeling too great." So if I act weird, like it's not you, it's it's this. Then it makes the road a lot more um, tolerable for and like nice yeah. for everyone to be in. Because then we, the first thing I do, I don't know about you guys, but. Like, the first thing I do when I see someone is off is I think, oh, my God, like, what did I do? Like, yeah. I just did something yeah. to piss them off. Like, fuck. And so the yeah, whole family. Like,
1: go inside. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, like,
2: it's really good to know, like, number one, that I didn't do anything. And number two, mm-hmm. to know what I can do to make my friend feel better. So, yeah. you know. It's, like, that's how a family functions. It's, like, a one big relationship.
1: <laughs> sure. It's a marriage. Yeah. It's a, yeah. We were yeah. never that way. We would just let things fester. <gasps> We had, we had one tour where uh, I think two of the guys' girlfriends were fighting wow. at home, and each one sided with their girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we were in, this is so embarrassing, we were in North Carolina, and literally, they canceled the rest of the tour because of it, they didn't want to play on stage with each other, so one went under the bunk in the back of the van and the other one sat in the front the entire drive back from North Carolina straight home
2: what the hell yeah and didn't talk
1: about it it just festered until the band went. yeah girlfriends that neither of them are with now <laughs> of course that's insane yeah their girlfriends were in a, in a dispute and they both sided with their girlfriend and wow. so I was like fuck you fuck you and that was it I was like hey uh, so we're gonna head home uh what okay and that was the most awkward drive home cause we're one's under the bunk ones in the front and no one wants to talk about it that's exactly what it was like yeah like this was before i hate saying before mental illness but before it was so much in the forefront like people Mm -hmm. still didn't talk about it you know like over the last 10 years or so it seems like it's become a lot more people become a lot more open with with things to where it's more when you say mental illness a lot more comes to mind than you know when someone just literally say mental illness okay they're depressed yeah. or they're suicidal. Not everything else on the yeah. spectrum. You know what I mean? Where even there's so anxiety much more.
2: Disorders, like, yeah. I, I'm an anxious person. Like, and my body language, you know, my van my vanmates know me really well. They're really good at reading when when something's off. So they're when my, my body language like sometimes gets really stiff, and I become mm-hmm. like more robotic and less like emotional or like friendly or compassion. They'll even like call me out on that. Like, hey, what's up? I notice you're being really tense and robotic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, they have a nickname for me when I'm like that. It's RoboVet RoboVets. because I'm just like <laughs> completely not human anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's just the coping thing for me. Sure. So I think it's just we have a really special, unique friendship. I think I'm really fortunate and grateful that I'm in a band with my friends because not a lot of people have that. Sometimes mm. it's like session guy. Or it's like, we don't know each other that well, we're just in a band. Or sometimes yeah. it's, we fucking hate each other. And yeah. if we weren't in a band together, I would murder this person. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's that bad. So I'm lucky that I have the easiest. I think I always want it to be like that. Yeah. To just be in a band with my friends.
1: Was Forrest new in the last show that, that you guys played here? Was it oh, his first tour with you guys? I thought I heard something about that.
2: One of his first ones. I mean, wh- he's, he's, he'd done, like, some touring with us prior. but. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess uh, he's the newest member of the band. <laughs> okay,
1: but he f- he fits into that whole that whole scenario there. That he fits into the family, yeah. which is cool to he's see. Like
2: actually more close. Not this is not harping on my last drummer at all, but I think like I mean Force was David's friend and they played in mm-hmm. a band originally, and then our last drummer he wasn't like any of our friends prior. He kind of just joined. Yeah, and he was cool, but you know some things you just can't put up with on the road you know sure you just learn what you can tolerate what you can't
0: mm-hmm. and
2: Forrest joined join the band and it's great because we already have pre-existing chemistry and yeah. a relationship prior to the band so
1: you want something else to drink oh okay, okay. Um. are you enjoying the show if you are definitely head over to apple Podcasts, google play stitcher anywhere you're listening to podcasts wherever you're listening to this podcast right now throw us a five-star rating or a review we really appreciate that it helps the show out big time so like i said if you are enjoying the show head on over and give us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts thank you No problem. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter kept coming over and uh, Do you know this guy over here? Huh? Do you know this yeah, guy over uh, here? Yeah, it's just a student. But it's, oh, it's, we can pause it for a second if you want to. He it looks like he's waiting to, to oh, say something okay, real quick. Let's um, let's pause let's real, pause real quick. It
0: really quick.
2: And we're back. Yeah. And we're back.
1: I've never actually done that before. <laughs> That worked. Okay. Maybe
2: you can put in some mushroom head I as an interlude <laughs> and then and we're back. <laughs>
1: we're back. You were listening to. <laughs> you were listening to. The, what is it? The lesser slipknot? I don't know what it would be called. Can you there. put
2: mushroom head as the intro music for this episode?
1: I can. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be amazing. I love that. Because people would be expecting Covet because yeah. I play music. Of, if it's a musician, <laughs> you know, it's not always a musician. You know, it's fucking crazy. You know, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say this on, on there. Well, it doesn't matter. Monday, I'm talking to Machete, Danny Trejo, no. the actor. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not always a musician, and I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about. Oh, boy. But Maybe his publicist ask, reached out, and I was like, serious? Ask okay. him his death row meal. I will. Because he's he hasn't been on death row. He's been to prison, but not... Uh, <laughs> he says he's been to every prison in California. Wow. Like every federal really? prison in California. Wow. Have you ever been to jail?
2: I've never been to jail. Oh. Uh, I've yeah I've never been to jail I used to okay so I taught I studied um, visual performing arts education Uh um, and one of the classes I took was art therapy in um, like as a form of rehabilitation Mm -hmm. for inmates so the one time I went to jail was just to do like an art project with some inmates Mm -hmm. but that's about it okay I've never committed a crime how did that go it was fun. Um, They wouldn't put us with, like, murders or something. Like, they would. Like, all right, here's some crayons. Like, and they don't like, want to draw as
1: well. They don't want to do art. Like, Please,
2: can you draw what you did to that murder? Like, no.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would ask them.
2: Yeah. We're going to make a comic about yeah. what you did. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> tell, tell me what they said you did. Draw yeah. what they yeah. said you it's did. It's a
2: flip book. Yeah. You're going to have to draw the murder scene, like. Oh, know, my like, God. <laughs> No, we didn't do that, but um, <laughs> it was fun. Most of it was just for people who were drug trafficking and stuff, or mm-hmm. like just very minor, minor white
1: collar crime, or yeah. not even white collar. I guess that's a little different, but yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But that's yeah. I've never had a run in with the law. You yeah, know? <laughs>
1: not yet. Not Give yet. It time. Hmm? Give it time. Give it Give time. Give it time. This is I've... a good challenge for the next time. I have. You better go to jail before we <sighs> talk again because <laughs> we're gonna talk about this. I have accidentally
2: <laughs> vandalized something before
1: accidentally vandalize something. Yeah.
2: That's a crime, right? Can you get, no, you would just get fined for that. Yeah, I think you get a fine. But you wouldn't go to jail, right? How do
1: you accidentally vandalize something?
2: Well, like you um, mess
1: something up. Yeah, but you're actually a form of vandalism.
2: My friend said, I own this wall. Let's spray paint something funny on it. This is an art school. And so I was like, oh, cool. You own a wall sure <laughs> and then he's like just kidding this isn't my wall my landlord's gonna be so pissed but i'm moving away oh, so haha. what a fucker i know i was like oh no i'm complicit
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was innocent yeah it was, it was innocent, innocent. you fine <laughs> did you what'd you what'd you put on it
2: i think i just spray painted like a butt i don't know i thought just it was spray funny. painted
1: a big ass on the yeah pretty much big old booty why does butt sound big butt sounds more intense than a big ass
2: Big ass. I feel like, like big I drew a big ass. butt
1: on it. It sounds more offensive than a big, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Big derrier. Large derrier. A large derrier. <laughs> Some serious glutes.
2: <laughs> but a big old corpulent tush. That sounds like a metal corpulent band. Corpulent tush. We are corpulent. That's like di- what's it
1: decrepit birth and uh, <laughs> yeah, corpulent. Cor- <laughs> fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to go to jail and start a death metal band before I'm next chat.
2: Corpulent tush. So,
1: I'm going to take this into a whole other direction here, which I was it. thinking in my head earlier, but now we're talking about hilarious things, but <laughs> so one thing when my my wife's mom was passing of cancer, they brought in a woman that all she did was come in and play harp wow. for people that are, you know, in the final stages mm-hmm. of life when they can't communicate and it's supposed to soothe them. Have you ever thought about doing something like that with what you do, like your talent, so where you can play I mean, the, the stuff you're playing is is beautiful, and it's. But have you ever thought of doing it that way? There's all sorts of things now. that's also ties to mental illness and disorders with with anxiety and things like that. I have a friend that reads books mm-hmm. and whispers them,
2: like ASMR.
1: You know what it is? Yeah. I didn't know what that was. Oh yeah. And she's like reading Doctor Seuss, but she's whispering it, or like. It helps people relax.
2: Things. Yeah. I think.
1: Have you ever thought about using? what you do in that realm
2: well yeah i guess uh, when i release music and stuff i i write it for my own therapy and Mm -hmm. to tell like my like whatever stories i want to tell and i I always say like yo like i guess uh, um i hope this music like the messages in my acoustic album are all like Mm -hmm. that of like you know you're depressed you're sad but like let's heal from this let's like move on yeah um and I, I always hope that when someone listens to it they'll be uplifted or they'll feel like something is beautiful I think music has such a transformative like uh, power to it like I remember recently I went to an Olaf Arnalds concert and this is fresh out of a breakup and I just felt like so so low and so like unhappy like I was just like I can't believe like you know um I went through that and I can't believe I like lowered myself so much, and I felt like pretty worthless, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty Mm -hmm. sad. And then I went to see this guy perform, Olafur Analtz, my freaking hero. And I just remember feeling like, The gray cloud that was hovering over me was just just dissipated. Like it was just not there anymore, and I felt like really genuinely uplifted. And the whole time I was on the edge of my seat, just watching Mm. him, like holding my breath, just feeling like so overwhelmed by like the beauty that I was experiencing, and it was just so genuine. And I remember so quiet, like you could hear a pin drop. It was Mm. just such a cool experience to see, and I left that concert feeling like really good. Like I, I had no. I went from feeling really negative about the world to just feeling very optimistic and positive. And um, I think that's what the power that that a live concert can do for people. Um, Or even like closing your eyes and listening to music or like listening Mm -hmm. to ASMR just like relaxes you. It like has like a psychological impact on Mm -hmm. your body. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think when I write music, I think about that. Of course, I'm not, like, making it my primary goal. I'm sorry sure. for myself. But, like, sure. you know, I, I try to keep the messages positive just because, like, I don't think music has to be positive. But mm-hmm. for me, like, in the process of working through my pain, like, to transform it into something beautiful and positive yeah. is important for me. Because it's, like, recontextualizing everything into something new. And so that, yeah. like, old, horrible memories will disappear. <laughs>
1: sure. You know? Well, what does that look like for you now with, with I mean, we've talked deeply about uh, your story last time we talked but what like now when you talk about being lonely and you know what does that look like for you now when you when you're going through that to then get to where you're creating you know what I mean the thing that the thing that when you say you're working through your pain you know working out you know whether it be through painting music whatever but your artwork is fascinating too to jump off topic onto that too <laughs> but like the, the cover of that 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 Release where it's all—it's a house it's like, I think you posted pieces of it as you were working oh, on yeah, it, yeah. and it's like this nice little house, and then all of a sudden it's fire out of every and smoke coming out of everywhere, but it's done in a way that it's not shocking. Yeah, it's peaceful.
2: Yeah, that was what I was that going was for. So
1: fucking weird to me because <laughs> if I was walking down the street and I saw that picture, like I wouldn't be like, oh, That's <laughs> what, it was—it was like, oh like it was relaxing and i think it was i don't know if it was the symmetry or the colors or the 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 shape of the flames or what it was that was calming about it normally a house on fire is not is not calming no. But this had that effect on me, which was what you were going for. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. It makes me so happy you know, that you said that. Because literally my goal was something chaotic depicted mm-hmm. in a peaceful, tranquil manner. Yeah. So that it's no longer like upsetting. It's like almost like beautiful to watch that destruction happen. Yeah. I know it sounds like crazy, but.
1: No, it's, it's <laughs> that's exactly what I got out of it. And I, I'm thinking it, maybe it was the, because the, it was like, um, was it? It was, paint, it was paint, right? It wasn't like grease yeah. pans or anything like that. So I'll pull it
2: up right now. M-
1: maybe what I'm thinking really was calming about it was the way the flames were shaped. They weren't shaped like traditional flames and fire. They were kind of like scooping out of the windows.
2: Yeah, the like, doors, like billowing a, into a big cloud. Exactly.
1: It was like Bob Ross. Like it was just like this really peaceful. And then also
2: there were doves in there.
1: Yeah, it was all sorts of great stuff. Like it was, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there it is.
2: Yeah. I wanted to have some doves, and, like, the grass is, like, really peaceful Mm -hmm. and, like, blowing. This is inspired by... I was sitting at a lake in Las Gatas, Lake Mm Fasona, late at night. Like, it was kind of like this time of day where the sun is uh, setting, and there's, like, Mm -hmm. a little bit of um, sliver of light in the horizon. Yeah. And I remember seeing this big mansion in the distance. Actually, it's funny. This is the mansion from my music video for Yearn. So, I, I, like... I hope this person doesn't see their vid- their house and see that I have <laughs> lit it on fire with yes. my heart. <laughs> Maybe I should write them a letter. Send them a fruit basket. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> basket of sundry here, goods. Have, sorry I set your house on fire. Uh, ha- edible arrangements. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, but I remember seeing that mansion and mm. I was like, what if that mansion just blew up? Like I would probably feel like, oh my God, I'm a Manchester up. but it would be so like beautiful, you know, because yeah. like, I'm at I'm removed. It's like watching fireworks or something sure. from a distance, like yeah. you're safe. Because
1: you're still at peace here. You're you're in the safe zone. Yeah. Like I, maybe it's the view too that you're viewing it from a safe spot, a vantage yeah. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we always watch like we could be sitting in our nice warm bed at home watching awful things on yeah. YouTube. Oh yeah. Or like, you know, my son likes to watch people like the America's funniest videos when people get hit in the nuts and stuff like that. Yeah. He loves it. But we're watching that destruction chaos from a from a safe place. Yeah. That that may have had something to do with it too. But I remember like I felt genuine feelings when I looked at this. But it wasn't terror, it wasn't sadness. It was peace. I'm which glad. Which is crazy. And like a lot of your stuff, like a lot of your artwork, is very peaceful to me. Like it's it it's same with the music and the, and the music on here. Oh. It's it's insane. Like it's it. I've always loved piano music. Me too. Since I was little, my mom had a like a double disc, piano music, and it was all classic songs, done on piano, and I would just kind of get lost in it, because I hadn't really discovered what I liked musically yet, and so it was still, oh, I kind of I kind of like that that melody. Right yeah. where it wasn't like oh this is so and so doing this you know what I mean so that maybe took me back to a simpler time too like where because I haven't listened to a lot of piano music since then so you know what I mean but amazing
2: it's, piano music out there yeah. soundtrack. so that's like what I thrive off of the composition is like and then I'm really taking like I know I play really noty stuff mm-hmm. some of the newer Covet is going to be more like restrained and less noty yeah. just because I've taken a fascination to like just minimalism and having large spaces, and like yeah. a lot of my effects sound better too if I just let them breathe a bit. Yeah.
1: You talked about this on uh, was it reverb? Yeah, yeah, where well, you talked about the break in yeah. uh, where you let the other guys like just go to town while you're just riding this, this uh, everything kind of drops off, and you're yeah. talking about kind of gives the other. The guys in the band a chance to to shine. Yeah, you know that's one because thing. it is very noty. Like everything's very, but it's <laughs>
2: dense. It's
1: almost like you're like you're keeping a um a volleyball in the air, you know, or like something in the air where it's allowed to come down a certain amount and then it's but it's like cal- again it's calming, like you're being kind of carried along on this journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're kind of lifted up and kind of just bounce along almost like crowd surfing, very gently. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. But then it gets so intense and then there's so much dynamic to it, you know. That's another thing that just yeah, blows my mind with what you guys are doing. Oh, but um yeah, the artwork thing though, like it's the fact that you can put something on paper and have it, you know, affect someone like it did me, where you got your point across is so cool. That I mean it's 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 just like you know? That's the highest compliment I can
2: ever get is when like it feels so good when your intention translates mm-hmm. and people get the same thing like even when I write a song I'm like I remember that last song on our site Howl mm-hmm. someone said that song the last song you played like is that new at the time it was new and I was yeah. like yes and he was like that made me feel weird that made me feel really like ambivalent and I was just like yes because I wanted it to be like on one hand it's like like, like it sounds like so mm, like it's, it's like heavy and like kind of tragic almost like it like your anguish yeah And then there's like a dancing moment so mm-hmm. it's like just really confusing and i wanted to try to write a confusing emotionally confusing song
1: well it's well, up play in open tunings too so it's like yeah. a lot of it's very like uh i guess i don't know the tech i don't know a lot of music theory i could play guitar but i don't know music theory but like it sounds a lot in the major key yeah. i guess where it's like the 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 melodies resolve yeah the way they're supposed to somewhat yeah. to where uh, bands like like Poison the Well and stuff like that will take it in a weird situation, mm-hmm. which almost makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But the fact that that song has all that heaviness in it with it playing an open tuning is also pretty impressive to where it's like a, it's... Getting that darkness yeah. out of it, you know, and you guys get into it too. Like you can tell, he, David lets his, his bun down and like oh, his yeah. hair's out, and he's just rocking out. <laughs> yeah, everyone just opens up for this big closer. Like it's
2: super fun playing like big, large chords. Like I'm really inspired by like Pelican and stuff. Oh I remember God, yes, I freaking love Pelican. You, How you, I was you can inspired. say it. you
1: fucking love Pelican? I fucking love, love Pelican. Pelican. That band is unreal.
2: So good, and they are so good. Like they. Are so repetitive But it's like so sick I love it yeah. It's almost like Meditative for me To like hear mm-hmm. Like their riffs And their tones Don't even get me started I just like I'm such a Pelican Dude, fan girl
1: That crun- That band has some crunch Like that Australasia uh, Oh my god Fuck That where it just starts, and it just like takes you just like down two pegs, like just like crushes you, and then builds you back up again. And, they and play then the intervals slide you I, I, love, like, yeah. just, like, I love,
2: like just like I love like a that minor second shit, mm-hmm. like the stuff where you hear like oscillation of yeah. two pitches. Like I love that, and like with the right gear, just hearing like how mm-hmm. it like ah, oh, it's my favorite. I've been like really inspired by them. Really inspired by Cloakroom, this other band. They're really amazing tones. You should check out Cloakroom. I will. They're so good. I absolutely so will. So good. Like, yeah, they're like more like grungy, yeah. like darky, yeah. shoegazy, almost like. Um, the
1: whole post rock yeah. thing is crazy now too. Like I with love all it. the, it's awesome. And you, once you get into it, you can find at least thirty bands oh, that yeah. are amazing that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And they're your favorite thing. You know, yeah. like. Uh, there's this band. Um, The End of the Ocean. Have you heard them? They're on EBR. they're so good. Trish is going to come on the show, uh, plays guitar for them. Fascinating band. The music's great. But there's literally, you could go into a post-rock, like, cave. And And there's so many
2: different kinds. There's, like, post-metal, post-rock, like, hammock. Yeah. Like, ambient ambient stuff. Um, There's, like, literally entire playlists on YouTube that's, like, ambient, instrumental, post-rock. Like, you know. Yeah. It's cool. It's, like, great music to just drive to and, like... That's my favorite thing to drive to, actually, is like beautiful, atmospheric things, because it really makes life like beautiful, like, or like not even beautiful, but like it just matches, it just creates like a mood, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, I I feel like I'm living life more when I'm, when I'm feeling everything, like seeing the visuals, like hearing the music, like feeling the emotions, Mm -hmm. that's what makes me feel alive. God. Music is my jug, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear your playing through, like, uh, do you listen to Boris at all? Boris. Have you heard Boris? Yeah. Uh, Wata, her rig, I would love to hear you play through that rig, that no. just massive, like, I don't know, was it three stacks, like, yeah. all that wattage, and that power, And but to just listen to you play through something with that much, like mass, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you're playing right now through, you're playing, what, is it AC30? AC30, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if you plugged into something like that. I
2: would love that. Right now, I, I'm trying to find ways to sound like beefier and fuller. Probably like two amps,
1: like yeah. stereo
2: would be even mm-hmm. cool, but I just am too lazy to load that.
1: <laughs> well, you, I think you could do, you have a lot of stereo, stereo effects. Like <laughs> you you could run two, two amps yeah. and have a true stereo delay, reverb, all that stuff. That sound crazy.
2: Yeah, I would I would maybe for future touring, I'd yeah. have to play with that more. But that'd be really sick.
1: You start playing with some get you some sun gear.
2: Yeah.
1: Some sun amps. Those guys would take you to and that. You turn up to two and you wouldn't hear anyone else. I
2: just it's ran insane. into them at Earthquaker.
1: Oh the oh the uh the wait, what?
2: Sun the band?
1: Oh, the band. No, I'm talking the amps. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they play the Sun amps. That's where they get the name. But they were built here in in Wilsonville, Oregon Dang. in the 70s.
2: I would, I would love to yeah, try that out. They're
1: insane. I have one. You can try it. It's awesome. Yo, it's insane. Next it'll time, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, next time. <laughs> uh, the other part, I was going to ask you if you heard. Uh, I, I, I butcher his name. Uh, is it, Kihei or Chihei Hatakiyama? I've never heard. I'll have of him. to send you some stuff. He's very atmospheric too. He, I heard him through Henry Rollins radio show. Oh, cool! And he like buys everything the guy does, and it's fascinating. It's it's beautiful atmospheric wow. music. Anyway, I'll send you. I'm a really like big to... fan
2: of him. Um, on the topic of sad piano shit, yeah. Um, soundtrack music stuff. Richie Sakamoto, I love him.
1: We're gonna have to swap some stuff because okay, I don't. Send you a I've I'm not heard. Really, okay, perfect. I'll do the like, same because. Please. Yeah.
2: I'm like I can nerd out over this shit all day. I
1: get so excited <laughs> to like talk about it. That's awesome. I, I, and but it's so fun because I it's awesome because I, I like all these things you're doing and I feel connected to it. You know what I mean? Like it feels special to me, Aww. you know, but I love that we can just talk about whatever, you know what I mean? And it's cool. We kind of met through the show, like, yeah, and kept in touch and, and doing it again. And like, i it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. I have to I,
2: say, I've also enjoyed hearing your stories like on the road. It really like opens my eyes. I'm like, wow. Like, Everyone goes through some shit. Oh, like,
1: man. it's Yeah. Everyone has them, too. I mean, that's what touring, you yeah. find out what you're made of. Yeah. If everyone could do it at least once in their life, yeah. I think people would be a lot different to each other.
2: It's not a... The you road know? isn't a place for people who can't be uncomfortable, like, need their comfort. I yeah. feel like it's it, people will have... A, if you need to be, like, constantly comfortable and, like, in your safe zone, like... Yeah. I don't think you'll be very happy touring. Sure. It's about, like... Relinquishing what you need, like you know, I mean, roughing it. I think, I mean, for some people who make it big immediately, they Mm -hmm. don't go through that. But I'm so glad that I'm being hazed this way because it's really character building and it really makes you. It gives you grit. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've I've grown a lot as a person because of the experiences that I've dealt with on the road and like hardships and stuff like that. Makes you really appreciate what you have.
1: Absolutely, and you can. It changes you and. Watching what happens to someone when they get their comfort taken away and they can't have it back until they get to a certain point is really humbling, too, to watch how they deal with that. You know what I mean? Because some people are that way but want it bad enough, what they're doing, that they will let their comfort get taken away and then watch how they deal with it and come to grips with it and then build themselves. It's like the military where they break you down to nothing and then build you up to what they want. You know what I mean? That's, so to me, that's a really,
2: really valuable trait to be really versatile and flexible mm-hmm. and to be able to, resilient, like yeah. to work with the shitty cards you're dealt with. I think if I had to guess one trait that like successful people have, it's like the ability to be like really thrifty and resilient. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah.
2: you know, there's so much shit out of your control. Mm-hmm. And... If There's you, really
1: nothing in your control, almost. Yeah. Like, an, almost nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it can all be taken away so fast.
2: Absolutely. And you and can do
1: nothing about it.
2: Yeah. I think that's one thing that helped me get over my, like, OCD eating disorder mm-hmm. thing, too, is realizing that, holy shit, like, I can't control anything. So, I might as well just have a good time. Yeah. And, like, try to, like, you enjoy know, the ride this wave. Yeah you know, seafood allergies. Well, it's awesome (laughs) because
1: you're creating that ride for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like this, this experience you had at that concert where it totally lifted you up Mm -hmm. and, and took you out of where you were at. You do that every night. Yeah. You may not think about it every day, but you literally do that every time you pick up a guitar in front of people, you know, (laughs) it's probably good. You don't think about it, but it's cool to maybe sit back every once in a while and be like, wow, maybe I helped someone out tonight. You know, maybe, you know, it. I guess that's kind of a cheesy way to look at it, but you know, you think of this tour has been how many months Three.
2: Oh, this tour has just been a month and a half
1: oh but you guys but you guys have been out like pretty cool. constantly for what oh yeah almost what five or six months something, yeah, like, something that? like that I think so I you had think a... how many people you've played in front of and how many of those people you've changed you know how yeah. many people you've physically made a change in their body that power is insane crazy I don't think people think about it enough it's and respect it enough I know you do but I don't think enough people respect the power they have
2: that's you what know. I mean. When I think about that and I think about how many people kind of are, are watching what I do, mm-hmm. watching what I say, taking what I say and do to heart, even making decisions based off of my decisions, like mm-hmm. it's a lot of responsibility. I think another thing I've become increasingly aware of is I have to treat that responsibility with a lot of respect mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of thoughtfulness and like int- intention intentionality, is that a word? Intentionality, mm-hmm. intentionalness intention just yeah just intention to to have intention intention in what i do (laughs) and to be deliberate about my choices because um i don't know it's a lot of responsibility like people come up to me after a show and just tell me something really heavy that happened to them and then i'm like paralyzed with the right thing i don't know what what the right thing to say Mm -hmm. is i don't know what the right thing to do is all i can do is just be myself yep um and my worst fear is for someone to misinterpret like something or to like think like oh I, she was dismissive or yeah she gave me really bad advice so that's one thing i'm just like oh my gosh this is like so much responsibility having this platform i think you have to respect it um i was just talking with this about some people earlier we were talking about actually last night at the seattle show uh-huh. i was just talking with some fans and the topic of people who like are in elevated positions like People who have like a fan base and mm-hmm. have people who look up to them who abuse their power and like do things like maybe um, like uh, sexually harass someone or oh yeah yeah do do just like you know yeah. hashtag me too shit. And yep. I was just saying like man what I really detest the most about that is just someone abusing their power to like kind of take advantage of someone who just idolizes you and like does not like look at, looks at you through rainbow lenses and like mm-hmm. you can do no wrong like. I feel like you really have to, like, treat those people with a lot of respect and, and to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you can end up doing a lot of horrible things. And I feel like someone who uses their position in this industry to, to commit atrocities like that, mm-hmm. like, I hope they don't have a career. Because yeah. that's, like, yeah. such an abusive power. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that sounds harsh, but that's how I feel. <laughs>
1: no, that's fine. And that's I mean, you're also in an interesting position, too, being a female in in music alone. You know what I mean? Like where I'm sure there's people out there that view you differently than they would as a male. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, oh, uh, there was a joke. Oh, where did I see this? Maybe it was on an Instagram. There was a shirt. I, was it a homemade shirt? You probably know what I'm talking about. It said, oh, uh, it I only scene? like Covet because... The
2: guitarist is a girl and she you, cheats a guitar." And she cheats a a girl. Girl. Yeah. That's what's funny. I printed it as merch because somebody said that about me and I was just like... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make money off of your comment. <laughs> but there
1: was, but see, that's the thing, like where people take that stuff. What is it? That, um, so I was gonna tell you this uh, beforehand. I forgot to, but I was looking. So, because the last episode we did, you know, an episode image for whatever. So I just typed it into Google and uh, kind of looking through for t- trying to get an idea of which one I wanted to use for this episode. And one came up, and it was it was for a website. Oh, what was it called? asian something but it wasn't like a porn site but it was definitely (laughs) a it was like a picture you had like your arm up because you have like a tattoo on the back and it was like your arm up like this and it was like from here up and it was so like google will give you the website like underneath it and it was something that was like what and it wasn't what you would think it would be you know what i mean but it was like being objectified, I guess, for something other than what you're doing. You know what I mean? I like, didn't even
2: realize this. That, that that's website. I was on this website. That's so funny. Yeah,
1: and it's like, it, but it's all just Asian women, like, it's like, like in in entertainment or whatever else.
2: That thing is so weird. I, yeah. I get,
1: I get. But this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. de, you're in an interesting position because it's it's out there. I yeah, mean, it. but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like,
2: I was gonna. It's it's funny you mention that because I get people walking up to me just asking me if i have heard of all these other asian musicians and i'm just asian like you all know musician.
1: each other or something yeah
2: like. i'm like like as if we're like the asian illuminati or some shit yeah like, i'm just like yes those are bands like what why are you mentioning them to me that's yeah. so weird
1: like, and i realized i just did the same thing with boris oh no it's but okay. it was because that rig is rig. i i would put that on a t-shirt that rig because of the I mean, I've, there's very few like it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I totally did the same thing. and no, I'm no, Not but, intentionally, but...
2: But you didn't make it about... I think you made it about gear. Some people yeah. literally are like, oh, you should totally collaborate <laughs> yeah,
1: with... Yeah, call, call Wad up right now and... Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys should up.
2: kiss. <laughs> like, oh, I want to see you guys kiss. I want to see you guys
1: kiss. Oh, that's a comment. That's a comment you got to yeah. put over there. Oh, like,
2: uh, Yeah, a lot of people do fetishize, like, Asian women. It's really weird. I I get it at shows all the time. And a lot of people also, um, they like to attribute everything Asian people do to them being Asian, which is annoying. It's like, yeah, fuck me. I didn't just practice 12 hours. It's just because I'm Asian. Yeah, I'm great at (laughs)
1: math, and I don't have cats in the house. Yeah, (laughs) but don't put me in a car,
2: because I will crash it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You did tell me you don't drive a lot I don't drive a lot on this tour. That's what... (laughs)
2: Because of the trailer, it freaks me out. Because of the trailer, we Blame just hit tra- a car today. What? We just hit a car today. We were turning. I wasn't driving. Oh okay. It wasn't me, Shaggy. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> we were turning a corner, and I just grazed the fucking light off a car, and I was just like, "Yep, that's why I don't drive."
1: Oh that, my so, god. It freaks me out. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Gosh. Oh my god. Holy bet, <laughs> man! I have. We're. Wow. Hour and twenty minutes already. Sick, dude. I'm. I'm gonna let you get back to your night because I'm I'm monopolizing you. Your band had to load out without you, which Um, was awesome to watch, by the way.
2: Yeah, it's funny.
1: (laughs) If Forrest and David are listening to this, uh, yeah.
2: That's funny,
1: but I do. I really appreciate you coming back on the show and Anytime. being so rad about everything. I mean, and I like love I said, hanging. it feels I, like hanging out. It's awesome. It is. That's <laughs> what we're doing. We're literally hanging out in the same spot we did last time, and yeah. the waiter was like, "What are you guys doing the pocket? Oh, cool. Okay, sick. There's so much Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, but yeah, I'm stoked for new music and more artwork, and uh, yeah, this is this has been great. Thank it you so is. much, Huey. Hey, you bet. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Miss Yvette Young from Covet. And guys, what an amazing person. I love chatting with Yvette. You know, she's so sweet and always checking in and, and seeing how things are going and, and so engaged and switched on. And what a talent, man. I mean, musically, just a phenom, you know, like it's she, anything she touches just turns to gold and it's 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 amazing and hearing her story too makes it even more sweet um on what she'd gone through growing up and and everything else so if you heard this conversation, you have not heard the last go back and listen to the first episode with Yvette where we go through her childhood and and you know, all the struggles she had you know how she even came to learning to play guitar in the hospital going through all sorts of stuff and it, it's a really deep episode but Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. It really felt good to put this out today, um, you know, while I'm still going through dealing with Dad. So, I, and again guys, thank you so much for the the voicemails and the emails and the the messages. It really means a lot. So I'm gonna get out of here. This is a, a short intro outro. I don't have a lot to say right now, but I just wanted to get this out there and, and uh, keep things rolling along. Like I say, Pop's funeral is on Friday. We're going to put that to rest, and after that, hopefully I'll be more uh, inclined to, to talk more and, and, and put more out there, but right now, just want to keep things going and and uh, get stuff out there for you guys. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to reach out, email purepleasurepod at gmail.com, all the socials, um, but just take care of yourselves, take care of each other, uh, hug someone today, let them know you love them because it may be the last time, and I really really appreciate you know knowing you guys are out there with me it makes things a lot easier as 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 easier as it can get you know it's um, it's just yeah things are still going crazy so thanks for bearing with me i know uh somber tone to this one but um, i really hope you enjoyed it and uh, i'll try to be back next week if not next week the week after and things will get back to normal schedule as we we put everything to rest but once again thank you guys so much for being out there Thanks to Yvette and the Covet guys for reaching out and checking in on us. And and, uh, as always, we'll see you on the radio. Hey, this is Doc Coyle, host of the X-Man podcast and part of the Jabberdraw Media podcast network. The X-Man podcast is where I talk to professionals in the music world and other creative industries about the challenges and transitions of leading monumental ventures. This podcast is for those passionate and driven 20 to 30 somethings at a crossroad trying to figure out what's next. Listen and subscribe at Jabberdrawmedia.com.